Welcome to the Covenant Women Podcast with Dr. Adonica Howard-Brown, your on-demand source for Holy Ghost-filled preaching and teaching. You bring blessing everywhere you go. You bring freedom. You bring liberty. Out of your inmost being will flow rivers of living water. Be refreshed, encouraged, and strengthened as you hear the Word today. Veronique and I've been going to this church for the last 22 years. I have two sons, Timothy and Ryan, and the word says that your children will be like like olive trees around your table and they will be like arrows in your quiver. In Isaiah it says that my offspring shall be known by the nations and all who see them in their prosperity will know that they are a people that the Lord has blessed. And so today I'm going to tell you about the blessing upon my children. Um, Ryan and Tim, they were three and five when their father died, and they are 35 and 37. So both my children are very successful. Timothy, for example, he just got an award for, as the most influential, most successful person in his business, like the, 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 the Michael Jordan of business. And now Ryan, he was with Timothy in business, very successful. And now he's a pastor at the church and he heads up the healing school. So these children, very successful. So now when I got pregnant, I wanted to find out what to do about these, this little guy that was coming into my life. So I started reading avidly and I very early, found, early on found out that I could influence the size of the child's brain. So I was very excited about this. I read a lot, read uh, a couple of books by this doctor, Dr. Glenn Doman, and he was a doctor that took brain damaged children and he uh, got them to read before school going age. So I read these couple of books, Teach Your Baby to Read, Teach Your Baby Math, How to Multiply Your Child's Intelligence. But I realized very early that I could not teach my child if he wouldn't listen to me. So I got these points from the Lord, I got four points. The first one was discipline. You've got to discipline the child. Now the Bible says clearly that foolishness is bound up in the heart of the child and you have to, and it's the rod of correction that drives it far from him. It's not putting him in timeout. It's not shouting at him. It's not bribing him. It's the rod of correction. And now also what the rod of correction does, these spankings, the rod of correction, what it does is it will give them safety because it gives them boundaries. Um, It expunges guilt. Now guilt is a very dangerous thing because if the child knows that what he's doing is wrong, but he does it anyway and you don't deal with it, guilt starts to build up and that guilt is toxic. You have to get rid of the guilt. So that's what it does. It also, you become a mirror to the child. So your child is aggravating because he won't listen to you. So you're angry, you're irritated, you're annoyed. You become the mirror for that child and he will become what you're showing him. So it is so important to do the discipline. The second point, um, I actually said to Ryan, Ryan, what did I do to, um, to impact your life? And he said, mom, you trained us. And so that was point number two is training. It says train up a child in the way that that he shall go. So the training, um, 
I realized then that I had some a lot to do with the training. So I taught both Tim and Ryan to read before age two, three. Tim, for example, he could read words like uh, forehead, um, leg, tongue. He could read the words before he could say them. Um, Ryan, I had quite a cute little story as when he was about age three, he suddenly realized um, it clicked in him and he, and he read the whole sentence. And I teared up because it was like, this was a miracle before my eyes. I teared up. And so he would looked at, looked at the tears, looked at me and what, read the sentence again because he wanted to see the tears. So this was all before age three. Now you may say to me, well, I don't have a lot of time. You don't need a lot of time. It's snippets of time. And you can do it as you're driving down in the car driving down the road in the car. Uh, you, you teach the, the, the child the, the sounds that animals make. Um, you teach them to confess the word. Um, I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not below. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's, you teach them on the way to school. So you teach them that. I progressed from teaching the children the different um, sounds that animals make to math, where I could say, I would say to them, what is 154 and 293? And they'd give me the answer. So you, you can do that in little snippets of time. Every opportunity is an opportunity to teach. And then from there, you know, you, you teach them, um, both the boys got born again by about age two. And for example, I would, I, I took, Tim would always sit on the, the, the floor in front of me during church and he would be coloring and I got him born again. But what I would do is I would use the word and point, paint pictures with my words. And so Tim invited the Lord into his heart. And that very Sunday, I saw a difference in him. Whereas before he was just coloring, he was using the little, the little marker to worship the Lord with the worship team up there. I saw the change in him. Now with Ryan, um, I was explaining the same story. Jesus died, rose from the dead, standing at the door of your heart, came into Tim's heart, into mom's heart. And Ryan looked at me and said, what about mine heart? And so I led him to the Lord. It's easy then. You get them filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. You get them to confess the word. They go to church with you. They don't have an option. They get used to the anointing. You put on worship music in the car. I mean, every little opportunity is an opportunity to teach. And then the third thing is you teach them to dream. Now I said to Tim, what did I do to impact your life? And he said, you taught us to trust God and you taught us to envision the future, to imagine the future, meditate. So what we did to come to this country, we did this thing called envisioning. We called it doing Disney because to, to us, America was Disney. So I got a word from the Lord when I was back in South Africa that we needed to come to America. And but we had no way of coming. I, I had no money to come. How do, you, how do you come to America? We had no way of coming. So what we did is we, would, we did this thing called doing Disney. And I'd say to the kids, come on, let's do Disney. And we'd lie on the bed, close our eyes. And they loved it. They were like seven and nine. They loved it. And they would say that we would, we would, we would go through, well, what are you putting in your suitcase right now? And Ryan always had those red shorts that he testifies about. He packed his red shorts. And, and, and on the airplane, what is she, what are you getting a drink and you're getting something to eat and now we're in Disney and we're on the rides and about nine months later, the phone call came and we came to America.
miracle of God through envisioning. But you can take the same thing with the word. That scripture, 1 Corinthians 7, 17, where it says that that day that my spirit and God's spirit became one spirit and he gave me the gift of the Holy Spirit. You use your words to paint pictures for your children. And so what is when someone gives you a gift, you open the gift and you look at the gift. So the Holy Spirit, what is he like? He's, he strengthens me. He stands by me. He teaches me. And so you use the word and you envision the word. You paint the pictures for the children with your words. And then the last point, it's be devoted to your children. To your child, when he's very little, the word the, the, uh, love is spelt T-I-M-E for your child, time. And once again, it's not lots of time. It's like you're on the phone and the child is, mommy, mommy, mommy. Do not ignore the child. You turn to the child and you say, give me a minute. And then you finish up with your phone call. Or you say to the person on the phone, give me a minute. And you give your child your undivided attention. You look him in the eyes, you smile, you talk. He'll, a couple of seconds, and he'll go on his way quite happy. You can do that with whatever you're doing. Give your child the time. And, and I just want to say that, you know, to love your children. If I have to ask myself, what did my boys do that impacted my life? I've loved being their mother. And I still love being their mother. They've, I love spending time with them. I love, like now, with the wonderful wives that they've chosen and my wonderful grandbabies. I would rather spend time with my family than with anybody else. So my reward, these olive trees around my table, these, this arrow in my quiver, I love my family and that is God's reward to me.